Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Does anybody else in the media find it curious how supposedly super dirt, sub-Saharan Africa poor, the desolate, the destitute from around the globe literally can cross an ocean or two and then wind up maybe on a second continent and then a third continent and make it to our southern border and then into all parts of our country? Hmm. Sometimes by the hundreds of countries in one fell swoop, by the way, all of them magically knowing exactly how to claim asylum, although that process still being illegal, and then 99% of those people actually are not the ones you see in the media or the stories they would like to tell you about the mother, child, and father who dared the Darien Gap Quite literally, nobody is doing that. Um, and then sending for their families when they get to America, yet claiming they're so poor and destitute that they need help when they get here. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. Well, I'm not finding anybody actually looking into the how. I see a whole lot of people speculating on the whys. I see a whole lot of people on the whom, right? But the how. It is the crux of the matter, and that's what we're going to really deal with on today's Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins, and let's get in to said critical thinking. Now, folks, I also wonder, you know, isn't it funny that we've got Texas and the federal government and now allegedly 10 other states involved? Isn't it weird that the federal government is taking on a state who wants to protect its border from what they see as an actual invasion, whether you want to use that term in the sense of there's an invading army? That's actually not what is meant 
in terms of the constitution of this country, if you actually pay attention to the Federalist Papers and you pay attention to the people who were arguing for the constitution, what their arguments were and what the words actually meant. But I digress. The point is that none of what is going on on our southern and in increasing numbers on our northern border, by the way, makes any damn sense to those of us with common sense. And so that's my goal is to critically think through what is going on. And it's complicated. It is not easy. So we're going to take our time and walk it through on this episode. Because we have to understand the how to get to the answers for the rest of it. And my research is suggesting it's actually worse than you probably understand. There's our government. There's the United Nations. There are NGOs. There are international organizations like the Red Cross. Doctors Without Borders. All of it, all of them working in tandem with money from you, money in which you've gathered to pay for services from major corporations all over this country, this globe, funneling that money to bring as many human beings as seemingly possible to get to claim humanitarian asylum, except for hang on for this, there's an actual process that is supposed to be in place for them to claim the asylum they seek. Yet the NGOs, the UN, the Doctors Without Borders, the Red Cross, everybody in between is attempting to show them how to do this without doing it legally. Some might say this is a giant experiment in economic migration like the WEF would like you to believe, but that's not really the how in all of this. It's not really the what, it's not really the who. It's n- The economic migration theory of this is interesting, but I'm not as interested in it as many people seem to be. So, What am I actually interested in? I'm actually interested in the proof, the documents, going through it step by step. Are there claims of collaboration, coordination for something super nefarious going on? Or is it really rooted in justice and social justice, the Catholic version, by the way, of social justice? Or is it rooted in far-left Marxist liberation theology and beyond. That's as simple as that. So before we get into everything that is going on in terms of the how, the whom is funding, how these people get across oceans, across some cases maybe even four continents, Where do we actually stand on the southern border is going to be what is important to me. All right. So first of all, we know that Texas versus the federal government is the absolute headline here, right? We know that's the headline that every media organization wants you to pay attention to. Constitutional crisis, the worst thing since the seditious southern states 
oh wait, they're they're trying to make you believe that the southern states are about to secede from secede from the union once again, and and it's really about racism, right? The racism of the South again, again, and again, again. But this time, it's not about black people necessarily. It's a, although they can make that case because West Africans, and then it's not really about. Well, it is about racism because those, you know, darn Latinos or something weird conjured up by the media. But the reality of it is that Texas is forcing the Fed's hands. It's as simple as that. They're playing a game of chicken with the Feds, okay? But what is being buried by that story is what Texas... And to a lesser extent, New Mexico, Arizona, California are really dealing with on their southern borders because they're dealing with record numbers. And we're not talking small, like 30,000 or 3,000 people showing up on our southern border claiming asylum illegally. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But we have an estimated amount of 300,000 illegal asylum seekers because that's actually the accurate term here. And it's a trick that's being pulled. And it's amazing that every one of them is pulling the same trick. But they're all coming vis-a-vis the southern and northern borders. But 300,000 of them at the southern border last month, not in 2023 period, in December of 2023, 300,000. If you back that out over the course of 12 months, let's do the math, 300 times 12. Wait for this, folks. 3.6 million people, otherwise known as 1% of our population. We have about 336 or 335 million-ish people in this country, so that's over 1%. It's actually well over 1%. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it's 1%. 1 1.3 or 1.4%. But anyway, that's a huge number. That's game-changing numbers in one year. But that 300,000 was the record in one month. So, okay, it's only 2 million instead of 3.6 million. Still a problem. Then we have SCOTUS, right, who stepped in this past week, taking away an injunction from the uh, federal government, taking down the barbed wire fencing, the cantina wire, cantina wire that the, uh, the Texas National Guard had been erecting on the southern border to at least try to funnel everybody to an actual port of entry. Now, we also have the federal government threatening and I believe beginning to try to send people to begin cutting down that barbed wire, the container wire or whatever. We also have the Texas National Guard continuing to put barbed wire up in defiance of that Supreme Court order, or, well, that wasn't really an order. It was in order to stay the injunction that was against the Biden administration. So they didn't really do what the media told you they were doing 
right? They didn't order Texas to do anything per se. That being said, it's very clear the direction they were giving, right? So we have a loggerheads, a potential constitutional crisis on our hands, right? Oh, and, the, and in Texas, by the way, um, the governor, right? He's decided to use the word invasion and invoke that portion of the federal document known as the Constitution of the United States of America. And in the letter that he wrote that you've probably seen, heard, talked about elsewhere this past week, made the claim of invasion. We also have 25 other Republican governors backing up Greg Abbott on that, by the way. So as we look at the game of chicken that's being played here, is anything really going to change at our southern border? I don't know. It depends, in my view, on how far either one of these sides are really willing to push the matter. Now, since the letter, since the game of chicken is being played, Greg Abbott has really upped the ante, rhetorically at least. And so we have to pay attention to what takes place over the weekend. We have to pay attention to all of that. But let's go ahead and put aside where we actually physically stand on Texas v. the feds and the potential for constitutional crisis and all hell breaking loose because, well, all hell is really breaking loose. The real thing that has to be unraveled for us to rationally think through this, to understand, to critically think how we can eliminate the issue or work through the issue, however you want to term it, is how the hell are 300,000 asylum seekers illegally making their way to America in the first place from China, West Africa, from other parts of Southeast Asia, from Central and South America? Yes. How are they making their way here in the first place? Because, again, my point of this is most of them claim they're super poor they're fleeing war-torn countries and don't have any money because they're being persecuted or, or whatever narrative is being sold. And it's usually a very similar narrative from all over the world. So what happens when they show up here in the how? Well, before we get into some of the, you know, rewind of how they end up at the border. Let's talk about what is going on when these people show up and claim asylum. And I want to be clear about why I'm using the term illegal asylum seekers. There may be amongst this group, some people who have legitimate claims of asylum. That is absolutely true. But how they're doing it makes it illegal. Our immigration laws make it very clear as to how you can seek asylum. You can seek asylum by going to a port of entry. That is an airport. That is one of our border stations at the north or southern border, right? 
that is filing it at a consulate. There are numerous opportunities for you to make a legitimate claim of asylum if you have a legitimate claim of asylum. But what is taking place is literally them stepping foot in, let's say, Del Rio, Texas, or Eagle Pass, Texas, or somewhere in New Mexico, Arizona, whatever, crossing the Rio Grande, and boom. Guess what? Now, they're involved with a Customs and Border Patrol agent and saying the magic word, asylum. That's not legal, okay? They're illegally entering the country at that point. It doesn't matter that they're making a claim of asylum. Our laws are very clear on how this process works. Yet, our own government, yet NGOs, yet the United Nations, organizations from all across the globe are inducing people are seducing people, allowing people to falsely think that showing up anywhere in America making that claim is how this works. And that's the point. The claim that they are making might be legitimate, but how they did it is illegal. Period, point blank. So when they illegally seek asylum, what happens? Well, they're supposed to be given wristbands to be tracked, kind of like at a hospital or whatever, but allowing the Border Patrol to try to understand whom these people might be or at least putting them into a system that is trackable, traceable, allegedly. But here, folks, is a picture of what is taking place with these wristbands, okay? So what you're seeing is a group of individuals They've got two wristbands on. One, this is like the bright green one. It might be a number where they stand in line or whatever have you. The other one has a barcode on it, kind of like at your hospitals, right, where they scan the barcode to make sure they've got the right patient so that their things that they do during that time frame can be tracked and traced and put together for the right patient at the right time to reduce the human error of wrong chart, bra, right? You see it in this picture, right? You see what's going on, but why would they need to have this wristband in the first place, Andrew? Yeah, it's a really funny question that you're asking because, well, the answer is that the vast majority of them probably don't have identification on them, legitimate identification. Government-issued identification that's legitimate in any way, shape, or form. So we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And oh, by the way, This is supposed to also help in the process of adjudicating their claims of asylum. Again, maybe 1% of them have legitimate asylum claims that should be adjudicated. And usually how this process will work, by the way, if you want to know the legal process, is they're going to go to a point of actual entry, like the actual walk-up border patrol, go to that port of entry, tell the Customs and Border Patrol agent that they are seeking asylum. They will process them sort of like this. They will put them into housing. And then 
begin the process of investigating their claims of asylum. Now, what has been going on here is an overwhelming of that entire process to the point where it could be 10 years in some cases. They claim you're supposed to do this in 90 days, right? That's not happening for 99% of these people. It's very likely the backlog is about 10 years waiting. But I digress. Now, when they get here, they're supposed to have those wristbands on and they're supposed to keep them on so that they can be tracked and traced throughout the asylum process so that when they go to uh, court or do whatever, they can get that scanned. They know exactly who they're talking to or about and they can really try to adjudicate this. Well, I'm about to show you a second picture. Yeah, that's right. If you are not watching on Rumble or X, which, by the way, you can do at rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or you can watch on X at, at the Coppin Show. Um, those are the wristbands, the numbered wristbands and the barcoded wristbands in the trash at one of the offices of the NGOs that are magically sprouting up right next to these Border Patrol headquarters, if you will. What a weird coincidence. So um, how are you tracking these people? How are you tracing these people, right? That's right. Just a pile of these wristbands, all cut off the second the Border Patrol hands them off because they don't have the ability to house, they don't have the ability to quickly process asylum claims, whatever. This is the instruction of the Biden administration. Pass them off. There's no real ID. There's no real questions. There's no way to actually track and document them as they now are freely going to be moving about your country. On your dime, by the way, and on the backs of the NGOs, which are funded by the corporations that you fund with your economic activity, who seem to be totally cool with them giving them that treatment that you and I don't get, by the way, like skipping the lines and skipping the identification process at the airport. And, oh, by the way, uh, don't freaking talk to them because you're an asshole if you do, by the way. But I digress. So it's catch, release, and, well, show. I totally trust that you're going to show up for your asylum hearing. Oh, wait, what's that? They don't show up for those? Oh, and I haven't even gotten to the story of the cartels who apparently have begun stopping some of their drug operations to focus on human trafficking, a.k.a. this migrant chain. I mean, you know, legitimate, er, not legitimate, asylum-seeking. It's a cottage industry. And by a cottage industry, I mean, well, um, they're charging allegedly about $2,000 per person, if not more, by the way, so that they can help them magically get across the border and released into the interior of the country to <clears throat> awaiting family members. That's why they're spending that $2,000. Again, still haven't gotten across a damn ocean some way, somehow, some shape. Anyway, Congress, did you hear this part of the story as to what's going on as they get here onto the border? They just told us last month that they estimate that cartels made over 13 billion, with a B, 13 billion dollars 
in 2021 on that very scenario. In 2021, where we were not having month over month, record over record, every single damn month going on. See why this part is maddening? Oh, and then now you might say, well, well, yeah, the the southern border is corrupt and cartels kind of run Mexico, right? Well, did I also forget to mention to you that the cartels bribed the head of the Mexican version of the FBI with millions, that's right, millions of dollars to just kind of look, wink, wink the other way? on all of this smuggling and all the other smuggling that they're doing too. Tale as old as time in law and order, Mexico. feel like there's a country song in there somewhere, some way, slight shape or form, but I digress again. Oh, and then did I tell you about the fact that uh, the government there doesn't want these uh, asylum seekers in their country because the second they get to their southern border, go through a legal port of entry, by the way, they're given a visa for 30 days. They have 30 days to go from the southern portion of Mexico into America. Or they will be routed up, arrested, and deported. Weird. Oh, and then, did I tell you about the fact that the defense secretary for Mexico was recently arrested here in the United States of America for aiding and abetting the cartels here in America? Did I mention to tell you that? Oh, and then did anybody bother to tell you on your news, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, whatever the hell you're watching, Did any of them bother to mention to you that um, after being caught red-handed, said Mexican Secretary of Defense, who was caught taking further bribes here in America and doing other assistance for the Sinaloa cartel and the Gulf cartel, um, the Mexican federal government knowing the charges lobbied to have their secretary of defense returned to them carte blanche no offense or buts about it and we obliged just knowing the corruption knowing what's going on there we just <laughs> yeah go ahead we got nothing to worry about. We don't we don't have your government and your cartels complicit in trafficking human beings into our country or anything. Oh, by the way, there's still more because um check out what happens when these people get to the airports magically here in America. It's popped up at the Delta terminal, the Miami airport. Instructions for illegals to use their CBP-1 app, that's the Customs Border Patrol app at TSA checkpoints, as a valid form of ID to board a plane in the United States. 
For those who don't know, the CBP-1 app provides appointments for migrants who are claiming asylum at the border. Migrants, particularly those wanted for crimes, can fill in any basic information they want in the app and be let into the country. The goal was to, and I quote, validate adult non-U.S. citizen travel documentation when the traveler does not otherwise have an acceptable form of identification. However, it also notes that photos are optional. It says that multiple times. It says it can provide biographical information if requested, but notes that information is not stored, again, multiple times. How is this even serious? Illegals coming to the United States from countries that are designated state sponsors of terror and on terror watch lists can use this process. Americans, think about this for a moment. We, as Americans, are going to be forced to acquire a real ID by May of 2025, or you or anybody else here, myself, will be barred from boarding a flight in the United States. How in the world can we justify this when illegal immigrants are allowed to board planes with unverifiable information they filled out on an app? Exactly. Maddening. Insane. All of it part of the process and plan, right? Chaos. Overwhelm. Overwhelm the system. They can't do anything about it. And then, well, economic migration has happened. And voila, except for there should be a process in place for that. Because uh, there is. It's, there's a visa process for that. But I digress. So now that you're up to date on the insanity of what happens when they physically arrive illegally claiming asylum from the Mexican side to the United States side of the border. Let's take a look further into the how. And we have to start with the framework that is attempted to be put into place, right? Maybe an international migration network, if you will. And all you need to know about everything that's involved with politics is follow the money. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's follow the money. Turns out that there are three main organizations funding most of this migrant train, if you will, the illegal asylum train, as I like to call it, Doctors Without Borders, a totally nonpartisan, read their website, political operation, right? Except for they're not really political, apolitical. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, on their website, diversity, equity, inclusion, and a very clear determination that they are pro-abortion. Do no harm, of course, right? But they're the ones that provided us with, well, wait for this, on the journey to America, this migrant map. Again, watch on X, at the Coppin Show, watch on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's a map that gets you from oh, Panama to Costa Rica to Nicaragua to wait for it. Oh, the border. Oh, there's El Salvador. There's Honduras, right? All sorts of these weird, like, hey, this place has lodging for you. This place has food. This place has medicine. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, buds, buses and planes and trains. Oh, my. Yeah, that's right. And then, oh, but there's more because, uh, wait for this, um, 
Here's the second half of this when you get to Mexico. That's right, showing you how to get from point, what is it, the fifth or sixth country you've got to cross, at least, in this process. All the way to the magic land of the United States of America, folks. If you're not watching this and you are listening, just know there are literally at least... 150 points of interest, if you will, all labeled throughout Mexico by the international version of Doctors Without Borders. That's what you need to know. Now, you might be saying to yourself, hang on a second, isn't that great to have a logistical map and making sure that these people are safe? Yep, okay. Do I understand the humanitarian side of that? Except for, here's the problem. This has nothing to do with humanitarian. Because... The humanitarian thing would be to tell them exactly how to legally claim asylum. If that's what you wanted to do, if that was your destination, if that was your end game with Doctors Without Borders, instead you are literally attempting to further the problem by giving them more information on how to do this illegal process. That's weird. Now, all of this happening with major donations from, like, let's say, I don't know, 084, they they tout Google, 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 Bloomberg, other Fortune 500 companies, which, you know, I've got no clue as to whether they know that this money is being spent this way by Doctors Without Borders because their mission is just mm, so wholesome. But given both of these organizations' far-left ideology, I'm not sure that they would muchly care that this was actually going on. And, oh, by the way, uh, cheaper labor at Google and Blue... Ah, no, they would never do... Oh, wait. Now, there's a second organization involved in all of this that is helping to bring all of the people, the material, all of this together, and that would be the United Nations through their International Office of Migration, of course. And guess who happens to be the biggest funder of the United Nations? Wait for this one, folks. Just wait for this one. The United Nations, not just itself, but the International Management, uh, International Office of Migration, the IOM. Wait for this. Oh, that's right. Top 10 donors to an organization that made 2 Four nine five point or two, so wait, why don't you just say billion? Two point four billion dollars in twenty twenty two. Oh, that's right. The United States is number one with nine hundred forty two million. Then with the European Commission with about half of that. Then we got Germany, the UN, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, Japan, Italy, the Netherlands. You know the who's who of Western do gooders, right? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hmm. Wait for this. That's right. The United States giving them literally almost a billion dollars themselves. All of it so that they can help funnel literally millions. And I mean, millions of people here to illegally claim asylum. Oh, by the way, uh, if you look further into this, uh, one of their touted organizations, not in the top 10, but also included in this, the Holy See, a.k.a. the Vatican, which also tells me that simply funding an organization is not a tacit endorsement of literally everything that it does, but maybe we should figure out how we should be good stewards to people and our money. Also, wouldn't be surprised that the U.N. would get the Vatican involved in this because, I don't know, check your stories of whom they ratlined out of Europe Oh, that's right, the fascists, the Nazis, all sorts of people on both sides, by the way, but certainly took the majority of the Nazis and funneled them to South America magically, right? It's not like we're not seeing this on repeat because we are. Weird. It's almost as if these organizations and they've been around and they've done this time and time and time again over the last century plus. Oh, and then we have a third organization. The wonderful, the wonderful Red Cross through the International Red Cross, which is worse and not, not associated with the United States. The, the uh, Red Cross, folks. Yeah. I'm just going to say this to you. My entire life, 42 years plus on this earth, I'm in my 43rd go around the sun. What the hell about the United well, not the United, the International Red Cross or the American Red Cross would suggest that they are a good organization to donate to, to support, to advocate for. Great. They, they've, they've got a lifeline into doing blood drives. Are blood drives good? Sure, for those who can donate. Those who want to donate, Absolutely. But look behind the scenes once of what they're doing. Your money, your effort, 
your time, your blood, it's not doing what you think it's doing. I've never seen an NGO. I have never seen a charitable organization as awful as the Red Cross is, as politicized as the Red Cross is. They've sold this entire country on some sort of a legitimate effort vis-a-vis standing in front of you with arms wide open and give us your blood. We want your blood. Ah, 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 ah. Now, it's a lie that they've told for 20, 30, 40, my entire life, probably your entire life if you're older than me. And yet here they are, magically involved in, well, we're just there to monitor and make sure that we can provide aid and assistance so that they don't die, except for people do die, in the Darien Gap because the Darien Gap is a absolutely dense, awful place in this world full of literal vipers, snakes, all sorts of things that will kill you the second that they see you, bite you, interact with you. Oh, and... and don't forget about uh, the denseness of that jungle period, amen, too, and all the things that can happen that way. But anyway, I digress. What I will tell you is if you want to see the physical process of from point A to illegal asylum claim in America, muckraker.com went on the ground, okay, They have an amazing 40-plus minute video that is online. I will link to it in the description of this video that shows you exactly how these illegal asylum seekers actually physically get here, starting with Ecuador and Colombia, where literally every single one of these NGOs that we're about to talk about magically converge and help on this transportation journey. Muckraker was even able to document Chinese staging hotels in the middle of the Central American jungle. Yes, that's right. The Chinese have set up lodging for fellow Chinese people to have shelter again en route to America. Literally just, what? In the middle of a jungle, pop! goes the weasel. There's a hotel full of Chinese people. They also have maps beyond just the Doctors Without Borders, the other NGOs involved in all of this, right? Showing the routes and the routes in every single country from Ecuador all the way up to the United States and all in various, I think it's over 100 languages from around the globe. Oh, and then there's even the bus stops that are wrapped in... Um, information, public PSAs, targeting people, encouraging them into the illegal, oftentimes somewhat deadly process of getting to America. In fact, there's one person that um, a different um, online publication followed who was from Cameroon, who actually is fleeing war, actually fleeing persecution, legitimately, but doing it in illegitimate way here 
but he went with a group of about 50 elder people, and 40 of the 50 made it through the Darien Gap. That's right, 10 out of 50. Do you like those odds? One in five of you are about to die. Are you taking those odds? But language after language, everybody figuring out how to get to Ecuador magically or Colombia magically. Now, I will tell you this about Ecuador and Colombia. They have some very loose laws around visas, so it's easier to get into the country. And then once you're there, (laughs) well, if you want to get the hell out of here because, well, we don't want you poor people here. We've got our own poor people to deal with. It's weird how that happens in those countries, but never mind. I digress. So the dots that still need to be connected is how in the hell do the Chinese, the African, West African especially, the Indian, the people from the Middle East, Eastern Europe, wind up going to South America to come here again, knowing how the legal actual asylum process works. How? How do they know that they need to get to Ecuador? How do they know that they need to get to Colombia? And then once they're there, where they need to magically go? Because let's be real about this. They entered the port of entry vis-a-vis the airport magically because they're, remember, they're poor, they're desolate, they're destitute. They don't have a way to identify themselves. There's just whatever's on their back, the clothing on their back and there's, We've got to be charitable because these poor, wait a minute, these flights cost thousands of dollars and they all magically follow the exact same pattern. You might say to yourself, well, let's put it this way. If I wanted to magically, I don't know, find my way to Germany, but I didn't want to go follow the legal immigration process. From here to Germany, would I just hop on a flight and just stay? No. I have a visa. I would be tracked, uh, or or not even a visa, but my passport would be tracked. Uh, they would wonder where the hell I am. They'd ask for identification and all sorts of stuff. Weird, weird, huh? Now, it's happening in Germany. It's happening in the European Union, where they're seeing the influx of Northern African migration and Middle Eastern migration and all sorts of stuff. But I digress on that point. My point is I would have no freaking clue how to do it. Not a clue as to what resources to find, where to find them. I mean, whether you go on the internet and find the pattern and do it yourself and do that research, that's that's one way, obviously. But there's still this little thing called money that needs to be involved in you getting here because we just went over the $13 billion the cartels made in 2021. That number is probably around 20 to $25 billion. In 2023, if we take the record upon record upon record upon record upon record number of people every single month coming into this country. $2,000 a pop to get here. How did that happen? How do they have that money? They're poor. They're destitute. They scrape together every red cent that they have back home. Fleeing the fact that their families are dead or fleeing the fact that their homes are burned to the ground. They've literally got no possessions whatsoever. Again, needle in the haystack on that story. Turns out if you follow the money of these NGOs, if you follow the money of the Red Cross, the International Office of Migration, they're physically 
funding the direct movement of these people. And then the audacity of these a-holes to send them to a one in five chance of death to cross two continents again. So some cases they might cross four continents, by the way. At least three, if you're coming from Asia or Africa, that's Africa to South America to North America. Why would they sell them? This is the rub I this is the thing I don't get. Why are they selling them on in, in an illegal process? They're selling them a bill of goods. Why? Why on that? I don't understand it, but this is the how, folks. So our government, with the International Office of Migration, with the funding of the Red Cross, with the funding of Doctors Without Borders, the money that you spend with Google and other big businesses, Microsoft, all of that, right? They're putting the cash up to get these people to Ecuador. Not all of them, by the way. There are people who do have every last red cent saved up to make that flight happen. I don't know. Let's, you know, you know what I'm going to do right here? I'm going to fire up the Google machine, ironically. Cameroon to Ecuador flights. Dula Cameroon to Quito, Ecuador. It is $900 for one person. A one-way flight right now. $900 American dollars. I thought they were super poor. Well, it, it turns out if you know whom to talk to, it and these NGOs, especially Doctors Without Borders, are highly involved in these West African countries. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We can fund that for you. We can get you out of here. You know that? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, humanitarian. We're just not going to tell you, by the way, that you get to Ecuador, and, and then we're going to tell you how to do this. But, oh, by the way, we did tell you. You're going to have a one in five chance of dying. And so it can be $1,000 a flight. Plus the $2,000 the cartels are now going to tell you because they're going to trap you in Mexico and demand ransom to get you back through the rest of that journey. Safe passage, right? So now you're at $3,000. I thought these people were all poor, desolate, desperate individuals. Yet they've got $3,000 to spend? Let's do, uh, wait for this. Let's do this. Um, let's say from... Dola to Chicago. There's a $200 difference. Cameroon to Chicago from Cameroon to Ecuador. That's right. It's $200 more expensive. Why not do it the legal way? Get to the port of entry and claim asylum. That's what you're supposed to do. That's the legal process. Weird, huh? I know I keep harping on that, but it's important to understand the how. There are, 
if these are legitimate NGOs, if they are legitimate about wanting to make sure that these people are safe, there's legitimate processes in place for these people to do this. But have at it, Hoss. I fail to understand this. I really do. Of course, it's the NGOs, the UN, IOM, showing the people in <clears throat> war-torn, some of them, yes, countries and elsewhere, exactly how to get this done. It's just weird that they're Johnny on the spot all over the globe. Isn't that weird? And go and check out muckraker.com. You can see the full 40-minute video. At least it was on YouTube. I don't know if it was taken down from YouTube yet, but it was the last time I, it was still there the last time I checked yesterday. But anyway, I think you get the point of what's going on. There's following the money. Now, let's say they flow all the way up and you've made the passage, right? You get to, I don't know, Del Rio, Texas, right? Let's say that's where you arrive. This is where things get actually really interesting for you because it's where the NGOs really shine. Like, I don't know, let's say the Valverde Border Humanitarian Coalition, headed up by Sean Young, who just so happens to be, here's your legitimacy in all of this, and it's totally about humanitarian aid because he's an associate pastor at City Church Del Rio. Except for, dig a little deeper in. Holy bleep, would you guess this? They're as left-wing as possible. And they're the tip of the spear here in America. On the NGO train, if you will. They're the ones selling the bill of goods, lying upon lying. And again, an associate pastor is doing this. They're the liars upon liars Selling the bill of goods of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, just get here and you're cool. They're the ones saying, do it and we'll be there across the border to assist you when you get here. Except for, wait a second, we're really just going to hide you. We're really assisting the coyotes, a.k.a. the cartels, and making sure you disappear into the interior so that they, we, hey, out of sight, out of mind, the cartel's still going to deal with you. Because it turns out that the way that they do this is getting, <clears throat> quote-unquote, family members to sign up here in America for thousands upon thousands of dollars a pop. And then they show up. Except for the asylum seekers, uh, I mean, illegal asylum seekers, never actually show up at the place they're supposed to show up. Yet the, the other people do get their money because... Oh, so isn't this weird if you follow the money? But these are legitimate non-government organizations, right? NGOs. <laughs> They're the ones lying. They're the ones putting these people in danger. They're the ones distributing the illegal asylum seekers throughout the country. Now, they say that they're attempting to get these migrants to, quote-unquote, their sponsors, like I've noted, but uh, knowing full well that is absolute BS. Again, out of sight, out of mind. 
now, lest you think I don't have the goods on this and, and I'm just spouting things off and I just pulled it out of my hat, the Heritage Foundation got as curious as I am and as you are since you're still here in this wonderful, wonderful deep dive. How does this happen? And it turns out there's a pattern so let's go ahead and take a look at what Heritage actually was doing here, folks, and their methodology. I think it's important to understand the background of all of this. So Heritage says that after observing this dynamic, the Heritage Oversight Project and Heritage Border Security and Immigration Center obtained and analyzed movement patterns of anonymized mobile devices that were detected on the premises of over 30 NGO. That's right, 30 NGO facilities at or near the border. These locations were selected either based on public knowledge of these facilities being used to process <clears throat> illegal aliens, again, illegal asylum seekers. We have to use the right language. Or on reliable human-sourced information. All physical locations were verified and physical location boundaries were defined to include building and parking areas to minimize false positives. The investigation found approximately 30,000 cell phone devices in the NGO facilities and traced the location of those devices in the U.S. during the month of January of 2022. Now, again, this is important. 30,000 in January of 2022, almost two years ago now, folks. That's where this information is coming from. They then say that we assign a high degree of confidence to the assumption that the vast majority of these devices belong to individuals who illegally crossed the border, thus making them illegal, asylum seekers, aliens, whatever you want to call them. This is based on the firsthand observation of facilities in which illegal aliens invariably outnumber facility workers and volunteers by many degrees. Additionally, based on the travel patterns and the end location of these devices, we assume that the vast majority of the devices reflect a migration pattern from the border of illegal aliens as opposed to a consistent travel pattern of NGO workers traveling from around the country to the border and back. That's the reality that we're dealing with, all right? So, in phase one, what did they find? In phase one of their research... It involved geofencing the physical locations of the Valverde Border Humanitarian Center and the Del Rio Customs and Border Protection Station. <clears throat> Sorry, I need a little sip of water there, but the Valverde Border Humanitarian, uh, Humanitarian Center describes itself as, quote, a group of local citizens and agencies that have united to develop an efficient way to transition refugees. That's the leftist lexicon and language you need to watch. But anyway. Transition refugees to their destinations upon release of federal custody through a unified and coordinated effort. Furthermore, the group states, quote, we also do our best to arrange transportation to the city in which their U.S. sponsor lives. <laughs> Weird. Weird that they have a U.S. sponsor from Cameroon. We also... Now, they, this continues saying that during a 2021 site visit to the Valverde Border Humanitarian uh, Building, employees reported processing over 1,000 individuals in a three-day period. Individuals were reported to travel to a wide variety of locations, including Tennessee, Utah, Indiana, Florida, and New York. How interessante. Now, you might be saying, well, 
how about, I don't know, what does this actual rat line look like? Well, <laughs> here's the cell phone data that they have. All right. And then that's the Customs and Border Patrol. Okay. Now, let's take a look at weird. Weird how this looks very similar, doesn't it? And holy smokes. This is the cell phone data, okay? And this, this is the rat line tracked in phase one. Just the geofencing. Quite literally, Chicago, Rockford, Illinois, Madison, Milwaukee, Detroit, Grand Rapids, or Muskegon, excuse me. All the way up the eastern seaboard, all over central and south Florida, Texas, all the way all the way to Van freaking Coover. I, 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 how did that happen magically? That's what I would love to know. But again, they did more digging. In phase two of the investigation, it involved the geofencing of 20 NGO facilities. These locations were chosen based on human sourced information as well as open source intelligence that they may be involved in helping illegal asylum seekers, again, I'm going to use my language, travel from the border to various parts of the interior. During the month of January of 2022, more than 22,000 unique mobile devices were detected at the NGO facilities. And now I'm going to stop you right here because you might, if you're not watching this, not know what's coming up next. But question for you, do you think that this is happening where you live? Do you think that these people are being put where you live. Remember what the media is telling us all, by the way, here. The media has been telling us that it's the bastard Greg Abbott, the bastard in Florida, right? Ron DeSantis. They're busing these migrants elsewhere and they're sending tens of thousands of people to horrific conditions all over this country, except for we're supposed to be really welcoming cities like here in Chicago, because lest I remind you that literally less than a football field away from me is one of these centers. But I digress. I wouldn't know anything about the impact of any of this at all. I totally don't get it, except for I do. And then I, I just simply say this. What if I told you that, wait for this part of this, what if I told you that in phase two, they found the devices of 22,000 unique mobile devices later traced to 431 of our 435 congressional districts in this country. What if I told you that? Because that's the truth. That's what Heritage Foundation. So in other words, 99.1% of you out there in the United States of America have experienced this in just phase two of their investigation. Now you might be saying, well, but Andrew, what does that actually even look like? Well, check out this map. Huh? It is literally every highway, byway, thoroughfare, whatever you want to call it in America from these 22 or 20 facilities, excuse me. I mean, literally, Truly everywhere, whether you're living in BFE, Idaho, whether you're living in Montana or Wyoming, whether you're living in Southern North Dakota, whether you're living in 
Chicago, L.A., New York, Atlanta, wherever. It's happening every freaking where. Now, there's still another phase. They have four of them in phase three. It involved 13 more NGO locations located in close physical proximity to the border. Those locations selected based on human source intelligence that the facilities may be involved in the processing and transportation of illegal asylum seekers into the interior of the United States. Over 5,000. So now we're up to 22, something like 30. Okay, so 27,000 mobile devices. And those devices later traced nationwide to 434 of your 435. Um, Folks, I'm just going to tell you this right now. Lest you think this is a lower 48 problem. There are 435 congressional districts, right? That includes Hawaii. That includes Alaska. How the hell are the asylum seekers going to Hawaii and Alaska? How? Whom the hell is their sponsor in Hawaii? Whom the hell is their sponsor in Alaska? Oh, is it the false positives of the NGOs who happen to just be traveling to Alaska? And Oh, wait, they eliminated the false positives of those known to be working for these NGOs. But they're not done yet at the Heritage Foundation because in phase four, wait for this one, nearly 3,400 unique mobile devices were identified again from the... <clears throat> Geofencing of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, loca- uh, Rio Grande Valley, located in San Juan, Texas, tracking these to 433 of the 435 congressional districts in this country. Do, do I need to say anything more? Just asking. The point in all of this to wrap this all up is if you follow the money, if you follow magic cell phones that, that um, exist, there is nowhere, if you think this is a Texas problem versus the feds, there is nowhere, there is no organization, there is almost no company that isn't funding this. This is on purpose, folks. On purpose. There is no other explanation for this. This isn't just oops-a-daisies. The how is your money Literally, your tax dollars, your donations to the Red Cross, to Doctors Without Borders, your economic activity with Google and every other major company that you can think of is helping to fund, whether you believe it's the WEF's idea of economic migration and evening out of the world or something else, none of that actually matters Because right here in your backyard, it's happening to you. No matter where you live in this country, whether it's one person, whether it's magic bus stop, one place in rural Wyoming or elsewhere, you're being affected by this, whether it's they're traveling through your state to somewhere else or not. Now, I would love to know how they're 
magically paying for all of this busing of people all because it's not Greg Abbott. The realities of what the media is telling you is that it's not true. Yes, that's happening. That's the 10%. The other 90% of how these people are getting here are your NGOs. So you want to stop this? It's to go after the NGOs. You want to stop this? It is for your localities to stop trying to go after bus companies and go after the NGOs. But you won't see them do that. Because you've been sold this bill of goods. It's all about humanitarianism. There's nothing humanitarian about literally trafficking these people all throughout the country because that's exactly what you're doing. Oh, but they're lying to you? As if you don't know that. Are you that stupid? Apparently we are in this country. All right. With that being said, I hope all of you have a really great rest of your Monday. And as always, please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of your meals. And as always, Matthew 547. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.